three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple, which is your humble host, Hunter, here. So I've got a review tonight for the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and I'm going to be incredibly blunt right up front. There's no reason for me to take longer than really 12 minutes (laughs) to review this, because I just finished listening to my review or my grade for the Hitman's Bodyguard, and I gave it a B, which I'll be honest, might have been a little low because I actually just rewatched it with my partner uh, last weekend to go ahead and I mean, not like there's a lot of canon you need to remember, but but to go ahead and just watch it with my partner to kind of refamiliarize myself. And I gotta admit, my B might have been a little low. Uh, really thinking on it, and I know it's gonna be controversial, but. It's my podcast, so who cares? I might have given this a B plus, maybe even an A minus. Again, yes. Is it a stereotypical action comedy? Absolutely. But the chemistry of Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, I think, is really well stated in that first film. So I'm seeing a lot of critics just kind of shit on this version of the movie. By the way, it did finish number one at the box office when it had took down A Quiet Place to Part 2, so congratulations uh, to the film. But this is one of those cases where I go, if someone doesn't like this movie, I would go, you know what, I can't even fight you on it. And the reason I say that is because this movie, this is the perfect definition of we're going to take a bunch of shit and just throw it out the wall and see what sticks. And in the case of this film... For me and my partner, my partner even said when we got out of theater uh, that she would give it a that she would give it an A plus. And while I won't go that high, I'll say for myself, I had a lot of fun with this. For all the stuff they throw at the wall, a surprising amount of it stuck for me. And this is one of those cases where I would really tell people, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there is that. And it's a moving target for everyone. So that's why I kind of want to explain it. Where does your enjoyment of something start and end? And where does your criticism kick in? Because I could criticize the shit out of this movie. I could talk about the fact that they really almost go from one locale to another. And it gives you a title screen. And it's just the movie is just like, hey, you know, you're here now. Really any explanation? Not really. Shut up. Uh, I could talk about the fact that Frank... Grillo's character uh, in here, which I will say I always love seeing Frank Grillo and seeing him play uh, Bobby O'Neill, which is such a fucking Boston name, and he clearly plays a Boston character here. I thought Frank Grillo, it was really cool to see him not as crossbones because, you know, we always see him kind of as that badass, but seeing him play a more comedic version, it's by no means in the same stratosphere, but it's really... My comparison that I would make would be something to like Jason Statham, uh, Statham's tough guy in uh, Spy, uh, Melissa McCarthy's movie. Very much a parody of the character he kind of plays, and it actually works here. So, the very thin 
thin ass plot here is that uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course, is back as a uh, Michael uh, Michael Price. He wants to go ahead and get you know his AAA certification back, just like at the end of the first film, he has not been reinstated. He is going to a shrink who is a terrible fucking shrink. He is just over his shit. There's even this point in the scene where he's clearly having issues where he talks about uh, how he has this dream where he's at the uh, AAA awards and he sees Samuel Jackson's Darius everywhere he looks and he goes ahead and just fucks his moment up and how, you know, she goes, well, how often are you having this dream? And he goes, oh, once. And she goes, oh, that's not a week. And she goes, oh, well, shit, okay. I do wish that, how do I put this? I do wish that they would have actually shown how long he'd been going there because it is very much a, a gag joke in the sense of if you're just introducing the concept you're having that dream, is that your first counseling session with her? Like, that's actually really probably one of my biggest complaints about the movie is that. But she goes ahead, throws him out, is completely over his shit. And he goes ahead and goes on vacation. He's even got those uh, those Bose headphones in. He's reading The Secret, which made me laugh really hard. And he is basically grabbed and recruited by Darius's wife, uh, Sonia, played, of course, by the amazing Salma Hayek. And I have to say, Salma Hayek, I want to say is... I don't know how old Salma Hayek is, actually. Now I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious. But uh, Salma Hayek, the big thing that I have to take away from this movie is she's 54. Holy shit, is she really? Wow, she... Okay, so I'm just going to get this out of the way. There are so many points. Yes, there, there are points where they're in Italy and they're in, uh, they're in, Gre uh, they're in Greece and, you know, all these locales. And the most beautiful thing on that screen is Soma Hayek. She just, she looks radiant the whole fucking film. And the fact, God damn, she's 54. Good for, good for you, girl. But uh, Soma Hayek is great in this. She's actually my favorite part. She gets to do some, some action stuff and gets to have a couple shootouts that I thought were actually really well filmed. This does feel like a, a step up in the, uh, in the action department uh, from the last film. This one again is directed by Patrick Hughes, who, of course, as we uh, as we mentioned in our first review for the Hitman's Bodyguard, directed Expendables Three, which you know, eh. Uh, his next film was this movie called The Man from Toronto, which I'll be curious how that how that goes. But uh, it's got Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, Kaylee Cuoco in it, so yeah, that could be something. But the thing about this movie that I really do appreciate is that it is randomness in the most extreme, extreme way. It really felt like a bunch of people got drunk and just went, all right, let's write this fucking sequel and let's see what we can get out of it. And the same head writer does return in Tom O'Connor. Uh, he, of course, as I just mentioned, did write the first one. Also wrote The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch, which if you have not listened to my review, that is on the channel. Spoiler alert, I love that movie. And it's really quite funny that that is what he wrote in between the Hitman's Bodyguard and the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Watch The Courier if you haven't. It's a really well-done film. And the co-writers on this are Philip Murphy and Brandon Murphy, who this is their first film writing. And I will say, for me, the jokes really did land here. It's just a bunch of rapid-fire comedy. It's very 
Apatowish in that sense. But this movie, luckily, is under two hours. This is like an uh, hour thirty nine minutes, and it it knows exactly kind of the length that needs to be. It's not trying to overstay its welcome. We get Antonio Banderas in this movie, who is playing this man who wants to go ahead and you know restore Greece to its former glory using this device that buries under the uh, ocean floor. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like he he plays the villain. That that's all you need to know. And he plays uh, Aristotle something. I, I remember that because they make a big point of tying that to the Greek gods or whatever. But uh, or philosophers, but. Antonio Banderas, first off, a guy that has incredible chemistry with Salma Hayek. We've seen that, you know, throughout their careers. And we get to we get some scenes with him and Sam Jackson acting off each other. And those scenes were really fun. And while the movie, of course, the big kind of crux of the film, besides, uh, you know, besides Ryan Reynolds, Michael trying to get his AAA certification back, is that Darius and... Uh, Sonia want to go ahead and have a kid and <laughs> and I will say where that storyline definitely ends was one of those things I just went holy crap I can't believe you had the guts to actually to actually do that there is a lot in this movie outside of just action the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson is still there they're both very charming and give each other shit I do appreciate the fact that Ryan Reynolds' spirit <laughs> has become so broken that he is, for like the first, I'd say, two-thirds in the movie, is really just witnessing people get killed in front of him, having their brain matter splatter on him, and he's just so broken and just not in the mood to be <laughs> a hitman at this point that it actually made me go, huh, okay, this is actually a joke in itself, and that's actually making me laugh. Morgan Freeman's role in this movie, I don't want to spoil it, but what Morgan Freeman's role in this film is, it is fucking amazing, and something I didn't, again, really didn't think they'd have the balls to do, but when they do it, I went, you know what, okay, it actually works for me, as dumb, dumb, dumb as this is, and there is something we get as far as Michael's, quote, origin, as far as why he wants to be a bodyguard, that while it's played for comedy is actually a scene that I went, that's a little dark. And I appreciate that there's something there like that to go ahead and give this film a little more weight. The way that people get killed here, it's brutal. Yes, again, this is a comedy, but this is a rated R comedy. And you are seeing people get shot in the head and, you know, like thrown out of windows and shit and, and exploded. So... The movie doesn't shy away from any of that. The big action set piece, I would say for myself, is there's a scene where um, where Michael and Sonny are in, are, in are in a club, and they're going ahead, and they have this briefcase. And the way that scene actually plays out was really well done. I went, okay. And again, Salma Hayek, she probably is doing most of the action in this movie. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Sam L. go ahead to get to, you know, get some action in as well, but most of it's Salma Hayek, and for that movie that just came out, Fangelina Jolie, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, you get a lot more Salma Hayek action scenes than you get Angelina Jolie action scenes in that, and that was really my biggest gripe with that. There is some great comedy used here. I mean, obviously, Salma Hayek is Salma Hayek, so 
there are definitely some boob jokes in here that did make me giggle. Uh, even this one joke where they're riding in a uh, riding in this van going down some steps, and she makes this comment, you know, I'm not wearing a sports bra anyway. Okay. Uh, so a lot of little kind of just like, you know, things like that, that I went, you know what, this isn't like knocking me on the floor, but the stuff that really did hit as far as comedy did really make me laugh. There is a whole sequence where Morgan Freeman's character is introduced and he's talking about Michael and that whole sequence as emasculating as it is for Michael, it is really funny. And Morgan Freeman, you know, he's been in the game for a while. He can still deliver a comedic line. And that voice, he's he's still able to sound, you know, badass whenever he needs to be. And so to get to the end of this, yes. Is this movie dumb? Absolutely. I cannot fight anyone who tells me that this movie is stupid and, or that they didn't like it. That's fine. If, that, if that's you... Fair enough, because, you know, comedy is one of those things that is so subjective. I would just kind of go, all right, I enjoyed it. Don't know what to tell you. But for seeing this at an early matinee, because my partner and I saw this like at 1135. <clears throat> pardon me. I will say I laughed hard. I laughed hard, too. Uh, we both were laughing. Uh, there's a point where <laughs> there's a point where the movie kind of gets towards its climax heading to the third act and i thought the third act here was actually better handled as far from an action uh, uh point than the first film was you get more of kind of a definitive ending and a more action-packed ending and i actually like the way it was ex executed again this movie does set up for a third one i think they're gonna make a third one regardless because i think this film will make money just because a, there's nothing out for a couple weeks. Well, uh, Fast and Furious, never mind what am I talking about? But I but I do really think that this would even be a fun double feature with Fast and Furious. And I am just going to say, too, considering that there's already a car doing a Tarzan, a, a Tarzan swing in Fast 9, and people are going to give this movie shit, like, like the, the Hitman's Bodyguard pretty much let you know what a sequel would be. So it kind of laid its cards out on the table. So... I don't know what to tell y'all, but I enjoyed this. So as far as a grade, I gave the first one a B. And again, I, I would say I, I rarely want to change my grades on here, but I would probably say it's closer to a B plus or an A minus. I'm going to give this a solid B. It's something that really worked for me. It's something I'll buy when it does come out on a, on a 4K. But I really had fun with this. Again, is it dumb? Absolutely. But did I laugh? absolutely and at the end of the day it's what a comedy needs to do so yeah solid b from me but hitman's wife's bodyguard have you seen it what did you think let us know in the comments below you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow scott on twitter at nearman the first don't forget to like share and subscribe you can find us on soundcloud Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp, to name a couple spots at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to like our gaming pages, uh, or our gaming page at Real Pineapple Games, that's R-E-E-L, Pineapple Games, and go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews up this week for Luca, the new uh, Disney Pixar movie, as well as... Uh, gonna have the Fast and Furious uh, saga 
uh, reviewed. I think the one I might hold off on is Fast Five because I do have some uh, some friends who want to get in on that review. But we'll have reviews up for The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and the Furious, and then uh, Furious Six. Uh, so I'm going to have reviews up for those as well. I don't know if I want to review Tokyo Drift and torture myself, so we'll see. But we'll have reviews up for those ones at the bare minimum. And then, of course, soon... We'll have a review up for Black Widow, which is coming out in a couple weeks. I am so excited to watch that, uh, as well as uh, some. Uh, Going to review a couple things for uh, for Pride Month before the month gets uh, is, is over. So we'll have some other stuff for you as well. But thank you so much for listening, everyone. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. Get your COVID shot if you haven't gotten it yet. Seriously, go get your COVID shot and take care of each other again. And we'll talk to you soon.